And hey, welcome to another edition of Oh for the Love of Life, our podcast, where we sit down with interesting, inspiring people and pick their brain. Oh, by the way, it's Mr. Young and Jackie. Yeah, and Thanks. I never tire of you know listening to what these people that we interview have to say. Absolutely, yeah. that's why we do it. We're having these conversations. We usually won't get a chance to mm-hmm. share on radio. Yeah, uh, we do a morning show here in Singapore, the Power Breakfast Show on Power Ninety Eight. Love songs. Give us a listen if you're in the area. In the meantime, though, hey, as always, let's jump right in, okay? Mm. To our guest this week, she is a lifestyle and sports host. You'll see her at just about every run, hosting these runs, flagging off and whatnot. Not only a host, she's an enthusiast as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's a celebrity mom, yeah. and she'll be headed up to the Sea Games this year to once again interview our athletes. Lucky girl. Uh, without further ado, let's jump right in. Here's Kelly Latimer. Oh, for the love of life. Oh, it's been a while. It has. Um, here's the thing, like, I mean, I've known her since we were in another company at another radio station. Yes. I used to do the evening show. She used to do the afternoon show. Yeah, it was right? my only dabble in radio. Yeah. yeah. Well, what happened? Uh, did you just go like, eh, maybe this is not for me? I got really bored talking to myself. <laughs> It was, it's not like you guys. You guys got people to talk to, right? Like, sure, you, and you've got other. good synergy and, and energy. And I was in a fishbowl by myself. <laughs> it, was so, it was so lonely. When you're on radio, you're talking to many, many people. Who don't they? talk yeah. back to you. Well, <laughs> All right. And like back then, it's not like social media was the way it is mm. now. Mm. Wow, I sound really old in that statement. <laughs> a little but, bit. Just a little but, bit. But but yeah, the, I mean, Instagram was only just coming up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Facebook was still there. But... There was no live interaction, it, and well, just... we were in a fishbowl. Like we were in one of those shopping mall radio mm. stations where people would walk by most of the time trying but to look for the just, toilet. But yeah. they would just go. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. Press their faces Face, up yeah. against, and they'd be like, <laughs> "That was Who's the worst." In there? Who's in there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the worst thing is they don't listen to what you're doing. Yeah. So, so they're just like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> By themselves. <laughs> How did you start? I don't remember if we ever talked about that. How did you How get did into I, to radio? Radio, mm-hmm. yeah. Someone there saw promise in me. Okay, <laughs> sure. But but I got offered sort of the choice of two stations. So I went through a bit of training. And oh, then I got the I got the choice of two stations. Right. And the choice for me, which sort of on hindsight, probably mm-hmm. wasn't great for career progression. I think I would have been better at the other station. It, it was either a choice of Lush or 987, right? Ah. And mm. for me, I just felt that personally, I connected more with the type of music, with sure. the scene, and the sort of more mature outlook, as mm-hmm. opposed to a very Tinseltown approach, which has never been me. Which is why I've never really done entertainment anything when it comes to TV or or shows and stuff like that. That's just never been me. I'm not funny enough. I, think. <laughs> I don't think you're not funny enough. You're no, just laid I'm back. Not, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not no, funny. No, you are. I'm no, but funny. it's just I think you're more laid back, and I think that was my the sister's vibe. funny. <laughs> Barbara's funny. Right, right. <laughs> me, however, no, just just. Oh, now you're just putting yourself down. Yeah. don't do that. <laughs> That's interesting because I came the other way around. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I started at ninety two, yeah. and I went to Lush. So weird. You right. grew yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up in a way, and then I grew out. Oh, oh, <laughs> what happened? What happened there? I, well, I mean, you know, we don't have to go through that story. Right, it's okay. not that podcast. It's about Kelly, of course. Yep. So, okay, you know what? Let's rewind all the way to the start. Then let's okay. go back to when you were really wee little child, girl. Yeah. How did you get started in uh, fitness? In you know, being active. Were you always an active child? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think growing up in the UK where everyone does a sport. Mm. Everyone does multiple sports. So growing up in the UK, I think at one point I was doing, oh, what was I doing? I was doing karate, I was doing Irish dancing, I was doing netball, and I was doing hockey. Wow. And my mum said, okay, something's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was also doing brownies as well. So like, it, wow. So it, it was, I think martial arts was outside of school, mm-hmm. netball, hockey was inside school, and brownies and and irish dancing was outside of school as well what is irish dancing can i ask like, uh do you remember like lord of the dance where river they, dance yeah. river dance yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. wow do you still like can you still do it do you so remember when I, when I wanted to i can still do a jig okay but oh. when i wanted to continue it over here yeah no it does no it doesn't right or at least exactly. back then anyway yeah. in 1999 it I'm could sure. be an idea for a business 
I don't think anyone wants to do <laughs> that. You know where it would make a really big scene is that if you were at a pub with some mates uh, or like some friends, and then you'd be St. like, whip Patrick's it out, Day. yeah, and whip out that Irish jig, you know, <laughs> one day a year yeah. on St. Patrick's Day, and then you know, like clear the floor. Kelly's gonna kill it. She's gonna drop it right now with an Irish jig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see, she uh, can kill it. Yeah. How drunk yeah. do you have to be to start this? <laughs> Not very, not okay. very, okay. not very. It's like, happy feelings. All you need is just like really good posture. Sure, oh. sure. Yeah. And the ability to throw your legs up in the air. Like, yeah, it's good. Hmm. So posture, and, like, and upright. can you wear tight pants? Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if tight pants and kicking high is the right combination. You know. <laughs> but 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 the guy that I actually went to school with actually went on to become world champion. Oh. Yeah. There's a world so, championship in. Uh, Irish, I mean, they, Irish they, dancing? They always, they always do. Like, okay. oh, like you've got ballroom dancing, you've right. got oh, jazz, and yep, like, like yep. all those sorts yeah. of things. But mm. he's actually world champion. Like he is, he he was sort of seen as the next one to take on Riverdance and all oh, of that. Wow. Like, he's incredible. So like, his legs really flail like about really fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apologies <laughs> to all the Irish jiggers. I did not know there was a world championship. Please do not come down and kick me in the head. <laughs> Yeah, and you really do don't. Too, you yeah. really don't want no, one to. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, why karate of all the uh, martial arts? Self defense. Okay. Mm. Because well, yeah. if we're gonna go down this route in Singapore, I'm too white, and in England, I'm too I'm too Asian. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, there was a really bad bullying incident, and my parents had like casually, not so casually, left a flyer on the kitchen table oh. about martial arts, and I was like, oh, that looks like a really good idea, and they're like, oh. Oh, you found that? Oh, so it was—it was obviously one of those things that they wanted it to be my idea, yep. but but <laughs> but really wanted me to learn how to protect myself. Okay, so was um, there a karate school near you? Is that why they pick karate? Why not taekwondo, judo, or the other? Um, I think arts? my dad had done a little bit of research, and ah. he found that sort of. Shotokan karate was a good place to start mm-hmm. and he was quite keen on doing it as well so mm-hmm. actually my sister my dad and I went and did it together talking about here in Singapore or in the UK in the UK okay so we started out in the UK mm-hmm. uh, and we were training for a couple of years uh, before we moved out and we couldn't find at the time when we moved back over here mm. a place that did Shotokan oh so okay. we ended up switching to our local CC and did Kyokushin Okay, what is the difference? Yeah, I was going to ask. One is sport karate, one is full contact. Ah, So gotcha. sport karate is when you're, if you spar, you're sparring for points. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's like tap. Yes. Y- yeah. Yeah, there's, n- there's no sort of direct contact, mm-hmm. drawing blood, whereas yeah. Kyokushin was full on. I mean, that's that's the arm of karate that they use in mixed martial arts. So that's what you'll see all, all the top karatekas all do Kyokushin. Mm-hmm. When I was training here, I was in the lineup to potentially represent Singapore in Sea Games. Oh, wow. When I was like 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Well, don't um, upset her. Yeah, okay. But, don't mess with her. But yeah. I didn't have my Singapore passport yet, so oh, I couldn't. Um, right. we, we hadn't converted yet, so so I couldn't. Oh, Do man. you still train? Mm. or? I want to. I desperately yeah. want to. The last time I picked up my gi and, and got back into training, I then discovered a month later that I was pregnant so oh, okay, I had to wow. stop to Might not put wanna. down the hole yeah. Yeah. my dad came back in and then we were doing like some sparring and then he punched me in the stomach and I was like oh that's a little bit painful and then afterwards we found out I was pregnant and my dad's like oh, oh, so oh my god <laughs> oh man it's fine Sienna was like not even a blueberry back then it's fine but still you know but, but it was after that that I was just like okay yeah. okay we're gonna dial it back a notch <laughs> we're good we're yeah. good for yeah. now I'll, okay. I'll revisit that have you ever considered any of the other the martial arts like to try something slightly different um i mean with you know mixed martial yes arts being no. so popular i mean the thing with martial arts is that injury is prevalent mm, mm. yeah and sadly this is my money maker okay all right <laughs> don't hit the face don't hit the face don't hit the face, hit the face. Right now, yeah. yeah but exactly. the thing that i really enjoyed about karate wasn't so much the sparring it mm. was the kata it was the fixed Patterns. Okay. It was the set patterns that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, mm. and that was what I was national champion at when when I was younger. So I I loved doing them because there was a lot of grace, and mm. when people realize that what they are, it's not just a pattern; it is the whole wax on wax off thing. Yep. Mm. You are basically learning and ingraining into your system a a pattern by creating all these neural pathways of response mm. so if someone attacks you this way this is how you respond and counter yes but you're you're doing it in such a fluid way such mm-hmm. that like if you look at the patterns and it turns out to be sort of like an eye then you realize oh that's that's the way you should be sidestepping this and then someone will come from that side and then you can attack and counter from that side mm-hmm. so it's it's fluid yeah 
um, but it's so practical. Mm. Mm, yeah, in True. sort of like when you're actually fighting, but that only it takes a lot of perfecting to get it to that point because it really has to be ingrained in your system and you cannot think of it as yep. a pattern you have to think of it as a fight every single time so every single move needs to be executed as if you are punching someone mm -hmm. as if you are blocking as if you are countering but a lot of people just go through the motions and think oh yeah okay it's just that and that and that and then it's not so beautiful anymore <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, when you have to overthink it, then it just doesn't come like yeah. naturally anymore. Correct. I, I have to ask you this because I read somewhere that you were struggling to lose weight at one point. And like, you know, when you try so many different exercises or sports or whatever, and then some people just get so like... Frustrated? Yeah, frustrated. And then you get demoralized as well. Like, I've been in that situation for sure. So what was it for you that really stuck that you're like, ah, oh, you know what, this is this is me and this is what I'm going to go for and I'm going to get myself, you know, healthy and live that lifestyle? I think there were a couple of times, right? So when I was younger and had sort of competition and motivation to do like the karate and everything, then, then the competition itself was what was motivation for me because mm. I'm a competitive person. Mm. Right. So that struck a chord and I was like, yep, I can, I can work towards that. I can work towards another belt. I can work towards beating someone in a fight. I can work towards competing in a kata tournament and winning. Yes. So that, because I knew I had a direct goal of I need to be in prime condition to do that, that for me worked. But then it was sort of when I got older and when you have lots of choices of things to do and when life calls and yep. you're pulled in lots of different directions, settling into one thing is hard. And for some people, the whole like class pass thing works, right? You yeah. try a little bit of everything and, mm -hmm. and, and you're constantly active and that's great. But for me, I prefer to get good at something. And I think it comes back to that competitive nature. Mm -hmm. So to set myself a goal and say, yep, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to achieve. And for me, I think the first time around when I got really fat after uni, um, I'd put on 10 kilos in Australia, mm. uh, came back and you know what Singapore's like, right? Everyone's in excess. Right. And you come back and you're a medium slash large. Mm -hmm. I pulled up a pair of pants that I could fit into and it was from G2000 and it was a size 42. Mm. And I was like, there's no way I can fit into that. Like, I'm definitely too big. I can definitely, I'm definitely too small for that. I can throw those away. Uh -huh. And I put them on and they fit perfectly. Uh -huh. And then I sat there and I just cried. Because oh, <laughs> no. like, it was massive. Oh. I was like, my bum is not that big. Please <laughs> tell me my bum is not that big. Um, and sort of, I think I, I, that first time round, I then, because it was very, sad motivation mm. it, it wasn't it wasn't healthy motivation mm. so i went on this downhill spiral of i must run i must count my calories mm. i must like i was so pedantic about it because i was just intent on being skinny yeah and right. i lost like a bunch of weight yep. real quick mm -hmm. and i i thought i was happy and then i got injured mm. because obviously i wasn't building muscle i just lost all the support around my joints right because it was all being held together by jelly yeah uh, <laughs> And then when, when there was no longer the fat supporting everything and holding everything in place, then suddenly like joints weren't working properly. My mm. knees weren't tracking properly. Uh, so all of a sudden, I think I stepped up. We were living in Bayshore at the time and I, we had to walk up from the basement car park and I took one step up and my knee just went. Ooh. And I heard it and I freaked out because the first thing that came to mind was <clears throat> Sorry, um, ACL, MCL, mm. I'm going to have to go for surgery. My life is over. I can't do competitive sport anymore. I can't yeah. run anymore. Yeah. I'm going to get fat. And I and, and then <laughs> that whole negative spiral happened all over again. And I was just like, I, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So then I had to go through a process of rehabilitation. And obviously I gained weight and then I got really down about it again. But it wasn't until maybe about a year later when I really sort of fixed my knee and I started doing Pilates with Wani, Wani Misbun. Mm -hmm. um, and she, I think, was probably one of the most instrumental people in getting me on a more positive mm. cycle. So she was helping me with re rehabilitation of the knee by using Reformer Pilates. And that became my one go-to exercise that I knew would help me with muscle tone and fat burn. Mm -hmm. Because she ran a hit class uh -huh. um, using the reformer, so you're on springs and it's weighted and you're you're under tension, um, and she was just a positive bubble of energy right. that I kept wanting to go back to. 
And that helps, right? And that Obviously, helps. because it's got to start with the mental, I think, because you were saying, oh, I'm, I'm fat, and this, and then you're just putting all this negativity on yourself. Yep. So you got to start with the positivity mentally first before you can repair yourself physically. Exactly. Right? If yeah. you're not in the right headspace, mm-hmm. then you're never going to get the right kind of goals that you want, or you're going to set the wrong kind of goals for yourself. Mm. So Wani was very good because even though she was like this tiny svelte pocket rocket with loads of <laughs> muscles and I was just like, I want to be exactly like you. <laughs> even though physiologically, I would never be like her yep. because she was a very petite Malay girl who worked very hard to put on muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas I was one of those girls that was bigger built and stocky and would never be as lean and svelte as her Easily. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's sort of like reverse ends of the spectrum. But what she made me feel was that it was okay to be me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that I was strong in my own ways yeah. and to be comfortable with myself. And sort of surrounding yourself with that sort of positive energy. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's why they always say, right? Like you've, you've got to surround yourself with people who make you feel better about yourself, mm. not with people who bring you down. Yeah. Just to touch on uh, what you said, I think it's people's body type as well. Like when you get really down to it, for me, I cannot be skinny mini. I've tried, mm. but it's not the healthy way as well. So, high five, sister. <laughs> yeah, so we are just like chunky in that sense yeah. but it's a good kind of chunky yeah you know so just work towards your own yeah. body type what fits you what suits you correct don't yeah. like yeah. you got to look at yourself and you got to understand what's realistic and what's not mm-hmm. so for example this year when i set my goals for for my health and fitness i was like okay this year sienna's in school i can now spend some time and dedicate some time to myself to really get back in shape mm-hmm. before we have like number two because i really don't want to be like starting two steps back right? right yeah so i was like okay strict measurable goal i want to be a tight toned uk8 mm. because i know that's achievable right that is also Realistic. sustainable yep. mm-hmm. more than anything else mm-hmm. and it's measurable it's definitely measurable we always see you working out and all these sports or activities that you take part in and you always look like you're having fun mm. which i think is the most important thing because yeah. sometimes people's mindset like Oh, I got to get in shape, but I can't stand this thing and I really don't want to do this activity. So what is the one thing that motivates you to keep like, is it just one particular sport or there's just one thing that you have in mind whenever you do a certain sport? So for me, if it doesn't make me happy, I don't do it. Mm. I've gone past trying to make other people happy. So when people say, hey, come try out my new thing or mm. come try to do this or come let me give you this. And it's all really, really nice. And I genuinely am very thankful that people want me to try new experiences and do new things. But if it doesn't work for me and if I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to feel forced to do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like too many of us spend too much of our lives trying to make other people happy because mm. we're afraid to say no. Preach. Right. And yeah. because we are afraid to stand up and say, it doesn't work for me. And every time we do that, every time we put someone else's needs before our own, we are telling ourselves and reinforcing in ourselves that we and how we feel is not important. Mm. And that for me is a big thing because it's very easy as... Anyone who works, anyone who is a wife, anyone who is a mother, to put someone else's needs before yours. And there are instances where you do need to do that. I would happily put Justin's needs before mine. I would definitely do anything for Sienna over mine, Mm -hmm. providing that I'm not losing a sense of who I am. Mm. So when we were expecting sort of Sienna, I was so afraid that I would suddenly become this boring mother. And Justin's like, no. I will do everything in my power to make sure that you do not lose the essence of who you are. Kelly. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) the girl that loves being outdoors, in the sunshine, doing activities, keeping fit and healthy, Mm -hmm. talking to people and and just smiling and having a great time all the time. And he's like, I won't let you lose that. Mm -hmm. Because if you lose that, then you're not going to be the person that your daughter needs to see. And Mm -hmm. and it's hard for some people when, say, if you don't have help. And in that first year with Sienna, we didn't have help so Mm -hmm. it was very difficult to put me first sometimes Mm -hmm. and not everyone has financial capabilities to go out and look after themselves because they have to work but you have to make it work within your constraints as well so if you know that you are stretched in finances in time in um, emotions then even more so you have to protect yourself Mm -hmm. because 
it's the same it comes back to it right like you can't love anyone else until you learn to love yourself mm. definitely yeah. yeah and I think it's uh, good that you mentioned because Justin like he's so supportive of you and mm. it's good to have a support system in that sense where it's just like uh, if you're holding yourself back then they just go no you do you yeah. you be you mm. because if not we won't know you anymore yeah, yeah. right ladies tuning in be yeah. like where can I find me a man yeah. like that <laughs> I want to find my, me a man like that my sister also said <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> It's hard. Like, I think I lucked out with him, you know? Like, I'm not saying that, like, good men are a rare breed. <laughs> I'm sure you're a great man. Oh, thank you. As um, she says to Mr. Young. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm, like, right here. Yeah, yeah. Only right here. But I feel like, like, I can truly say that with Justin, he everything he does, he does for me in Siena. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And that and that is hard to find. And you know what? It does show because I've like I've seen him at the events that we show up at, and he's mm. right there, front and center, with the kids as well. And he's just like he's all there, present for you. Yeah. So I think that's great. I, the fact that you guys have a relationship like that is really like commendable, and I think it's so strong, and it's a good example. Yeah. You know. So you see, like people, I think as you get older, it is harder to date. Mm. Is, yeah. Like if if I were single now, I would not know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I could. I, I couldn't hack the whole Tinder thing. Right. No. Um. And <laughs> how do I operate this thing in the first place? Like, I would be do like, do I that. swipe <laughs> left or yeah. right? Which direction is it? <laughs> oh, it's like I forgot. Oh no! Did they? Oh, oh, what did hey. I do now? Uh, ew! 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 <laughs> how do I get rid of that? <laughs> I can't unsee it. Um. Or like you go to a club and like we socialize so much for work that yep. I, I cannot socialize outside like I'm so boring outside. So, I find that hard to believe. No, really, okay. really. But because it's for work, right? Like right. when it's for work, it's okay. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool because yep. it's, it's a side of me that I turn on almost. But I mean, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy communicating, talking, connecting with people. Right. But then when I'm not working... Yep. That I'd really rather just be at home. <laughs> but you ain't gonna meet anyone at home. Right. So right, yeah, so like yeah. if I were to go out, like if we're in a club, like I'd be the person on the wall. Mm. <laughs> like just like yeah. just like oh yeah, just I bobbing along. <laughs> you'd be surprised to re- uh, find out that a lot of people in the industry, in media in general, right? The funniest people you see on TV, mm. here on radio, they're actually quite introverted. Yeah. yeah. As in, no, this is just oh, this is the me on screen, this is the me on the mic. But I actually just want my own time. Yeah, I want to spend my time reading my book, you know, mm-hmm. oh, listening books. to my podcast, watching my movies, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I guess it's because we give so much of us mm. all the time out there that yeah. whenever we have that time to ourselves, mm-hmm. like, like I'm really very happy playing Play-Doh at home with Sienna. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you with the cartoon parent? Like, do you watch cartoons with the kids? And the, like, if she's watching the TV, I prefer to be watching it with her so mm-hmm. that we've got things to talk about, mm-hmm. or that so we can talk through scenarios and situations and value propositions that are going on within the show. Right. As opposed to leaving her to just watch. Watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean. Understandably, there are times when we go, no, just, just for sanity, just, just, <laughs> Sienna, Sienna, I know it's the 520th time that you've watched Frozen, but let it go, <laughs> let, let it go, go. <laughs> you know, um, oh, and sometimes hilarious. you just need a bit of time to yourself. And, oh, for and sure. That's, and that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But I love nothing more, and she loves nothing more. She'll be like, mommy, I won't go to the beach. Oh, that's so sweet. So just bring it to the Sentosa, mm-hmm. and we'll, like go to Wave House or something mm. and have a coconut and then we go out to the beach and then we just play on the beach and then we go back to Wave House because it's clean toilets. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and she just, she loves it. She loves being outdoors and she loves playing and it's simple pleasures, right? Like mm. bubbles and digging in the sand. Does she have a phone, iPhone, oh. iPad? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. Because, you know, you see see that all the time when you Mm -hmm. go out and you go to restaurants, whatever, and the kids are on the, you know, the devices. The whole family's on the device. I I won't judge because there have been times when we've gone, okay, we're we're out at a meal and the whole family is taking a while or we're here with friends and she's bored. But I try and be as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. So I I bring colour pencils, we bring stickers, we bring things for her to do mm-hmm. um, and then when we've exhausted all options <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, then then we resort to a screen but mm. the thing is it's so obvious in her personality and maybe because we don't give it to her very often when she has too much exposure to a digital device she changes oh like, like, you what, can, in what sense she what? is a lot more insistent she it's like she's addicted 
Mm. Oh, okay. It really is like an addiction. Mm-hmm. So she'll be like, I want it, mommy. I want watch TV. Please, please, just a little bit, mommy, please. <laughs> and she'll reason That's with right. you. Okay. I, just a little bit, mommy, just a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Sienna, you're going to bed now. She's like, I want watch TV. <laughs> and it's so cute. But like, yeah. it, but we've we've had big fights over it. Like she'll be watching the TV and she won't come and brush her teeth. Mm. And I'm I'm obviously the disciplinarian at home because she's daddy's little darling. That's Aww. fun. That's the fun one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for me, sort of like discipline styles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to someone about this and they were like, oh, we should talk more about how we discipline our children because it's not very widely talked about as yep. well. And mm-hmm. whenever you see a parent yelling at their child in public, then you're just like, you're silently judging. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is of silently course. judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh my God, did you see her do that? Um, but for Sienna and I, I will ask her three times. Mm-hmm. And by the third time, if she hasn't listened and done what I've told her to do, mm-hmm. she will go for a timeout to think about it. Okay. It's not a naughty corner. It's mm-hmm. a place to think about why mommy is angry mm-hmm. and what she was doing that made mommy angry. Mm. And then when she's done screaming, crying, wailing... Uh, and I'll do it for two minutes because she's two years old. Yep. And then when she hits three, then it'll be three minutes because uh. she's three years old. Oh. Um, and then I'll come back in and I'll ask her, like, are you ready to talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> mommy, I want to talk, mommy. <laughs> and then I'll sit down so that we're at the same level. And then I'll hold her hand. And when she stops crying, so she'll be like... <laughs> oh, my God. oh, no, that kind of cry. Oh. <laughs> like, that gets me. Then I'll be like, and so we deep breathe. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> Are you ready to talk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. And then I'll explain why mummy was angry and why what I thought she did was wrong and why it incited that response in me. And we mm. sort of go through the motions to help her understand. And I always try to get her to say, I ask her, do you understand? And she'll say, I understand. Oh. And there are times when I know she doesn't understand, but it's the motion of going right. to and fro. Mm-hmm. And we're slowly also talking about the idea of promises. Okay. She promised me that she would eat her dinner properly if we all sat at a specific, at her little play table. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and she's been struggling with food a little bit. Uh, so she was like, I said, okay, if, you, if you're going to sit here instead of the dining table, then you've got to promise me that you'll eat. She's mm-hmm. like, I promise. So she promised three times. So I was like, okay, all right, we'll do it. And then she ate. And then after a while, she got up. And then we had a big blow up and everything. Oh. And she, so the idea and the concept of a promise didn't stick. Okay. So time out. Mm. <laughs> you want to think about it. Yeah, right. Um, but then the other night I had to pop out and I said, mommy's going out for a little while. Yeah. You wait at home for mommy, okay? You wait here for mommy. I'll be back soon. I promise. Mm-hmm. And mm. she's and I said, you're going to wait for mommy at home? She said, okay, I promise. And then when I came back, I found out she was still awake. Mm. It was 11 o'clock at night. Mm. But she told my husband that she didn't want to go to bed because mommy said I had to wait. Aww. Oh, man. <laughs> she promised. Uh-huh, she did. And I was like, yeah. she got it. Like, yeah. So you think that that too but they don't get it but they do and they are listening mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. so important that we're very careful with our words and when we yeah. promise something we have to fulfill that yeah, promise yeah. Mm-hmm. because they are paying attention if we break our promise then she's going to take it as that's okay to do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but with someone so young and impressionable like she's already understanding the notion of i promised mommy that i would stay at home mm-hmm. she misinterpreted it slightly and yep. took it as she had to wait up for me. Right, yeah. right. But she waited for yeah. mommy. She understood the concept of the promise. They're yes. sponges. They, they are. are sponges. Yeah. They're just absorbing everything right now. Mm-hmm. So we really have, yeah, like you said, we really do have to be careful of Yeah, what so we no say. more swearing yeah, around uh-huh. Sienna. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. None of that. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned uh, number two. Yes. Is that in the cards? Are you planning for that? Uh, I, I think Sienna would be... I think her potential would be unrealized if she didn't have a sibling. Oh, like really? Big she sister. Is, she is such a good big sister. She's oh, so okay. loving to all the younger kids that she's around mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that I think it would be a crying shame if she didn't have someone 
to spend time with. Um, so I would love to give her a sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the midst of house renovations. Okay, so. well, not, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. yet. Maybe yeah. not right now. Okay. Um, but but yes, it is it is definitely on the cards. But I do want to get back in shape first because, like I said earlier on, like you don't want to be embarking on pregnancy if you're not like in good shape. It's, right. It, you wrecking your body. Mm, <laughs> yeah. You are wrecking yeah. your body. It is true. It is true. It's yeah. already hard on your body, and then if you're not in the best shape you could be, mm-hmm. it's going to be even harder. Correct. Sure. I mean, I've never been there, you know, <laughs> y'all, but from what I've heard from friends that have had, you know, children, they, they say the same thing. They try to get themselves in good shape before they even get pregnant yeah. or into pregnancy. Well, so. you think about it, right? You're going to spend 10 months of your life lugging around a giant yeah. weight mm-hmm. 24-7. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you think about people who train for however long to take part in a Spartan, which will last you a few hours. Yeah. yeah. How much effort do you put into running something like that or running a marathon? Mm-hmm. And then you think you don't need to train to carry, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I put on 10, 20 kilos over the duration of my pregnancy. But the time I popped, I was 84 kilos. Mm. Wow. Well, you are growing okay. another human being exactly. in you. So. I was say. Yeah. I mean, like, you prepare so much for that. Why wouldn't you prepare just as much for pregnancy? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When I was getting pregnant the first time around, I was mm. like, I was coining it primed for pregnancy because you do you have to condition the body to be ready to carry that sort of weight right and so you have that in your mind already yeah did you read about it did your friends tell you about so it so i worked extensively with my physio okay um, so i worked with declan from ufit because mm. he's amazing but he he was fully on board with the whole notion of you need to be physically ready because mm. you think about the load that you're putting on your back you yep. think right. about all the muscles in your abdominis which are going to be stretched out to oblivion mm-hmm. um, you think all about your organs shift everything as well. yep. gets yeah. squished mm-hmm. up I, yep. I distinctly remember the day when I felt my organs move mm-hmm. and that was a weird feeling oh, because, wow. because you could feel like suddenly like everything got kind of like squished up into your ribs and it it was essentially like Sienna just like stretching up yeah. and that, like, yeah, let's just move that kidney out the way. <laughs> Lung, we're just going to displace you up yeah. the other side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're completely taking up my space. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, like, do you really need two kidneys? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is something I could never understand. Or really, never... Mr. Young? Well, really? you, can, you know. <laughs> Barring any sort of uh, invasive surgery or anything, right, right. Like, this is something I would never feel. This mm-hmm. is something I would never understand. So True. hearing it from you mm-hmm. is kind of blowing my mind a little bit. It's like it's <laughs> it's a magical experience. Like it's wonderful. it's a mind blowing experience, well, yeah. which is why your mind is blown. Yeah. I think like, like it it is wonderful. Like I I wish that you guys could understand mm. um, what it's like to actually have a child inside right Mm. like to feel especially when the kicks and the bumps and everything start coming right Mm -hmm. to have your child like extend and to watch like an elbow (laughs) graze across your stomach or a foot come out Mm -hmm. and go oh stretch (laughs) (laughs) it's it's creepy but it's but it's so (laughs) like it's so cool no, oh, I, I have to like that's a live person inside your is. belly. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I've seen my friends actually when they show us the belly, right? It looks like Okay, this is gonna creep some people out, maybe, mm. but it looks like it's from the movie Aliens. Yes. It really does. But it's a beautiful thing that's happening, yes. obviously, but it's so unreal. You can't believe that that is happening right now. Like, I can't not look at it. Like, yeah. I have to watch it. I'm yeah. staring. The cutest was when she had hiccups. In your belly, really? they, they sometimes get hiccups. Okay, and so I think it's I think it's like Filipino culture. They believe that when the kid is growing, um, they tend mm. to get hiccups. So when the the baby's inside, or even when they're out, mm. because you think about it, your diaph- your hiccups are caused from your diaphragm yep. um, spasming, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a little contraction in your diaphragm. So when it's being stretched, then it wants to pull back, mm. and therefore because it's growing then it pulls back and then you get your hiccup spasm so Sienna would have like these little hiccups in your belly would just like go and it was all fine and cute when it was like in the daytime but then it's like three o'clock in the morning and then she gets the hiccups and then you're waking you up (laughs) or if she's pressed up against your bladder and hiccuping at the same time you're just like oh no What are you doing in there? Stop. Wait. So what other projects are you working on now? I know you're you're obviously doing a lot of uh, sports hosting. Mm -hmm. I see you at every run. Yes. There Mm -hmm. is to to run at. Yeah. Oh, look, it's Kelly. Oh, yeah. There's her again. Why are you Uh, sick of my head? No, I love the runs. I love mass runs. Yeah. You know, know, like, there is so much energy Mm -hmm. that you get from sort of like trying to coerce and entertain mm. 15,000 or 20,000 people. Like it's, yeah. it's great fun. Um, I think 
it was JP Morgan run earlier this year mm. um, and there was like weather delays because oh, there was lightning and everything right. and there were people standing by the metal bollards and I was like guys um, <laughs> do you not remember your science lessons you're on the padang yeah. in an open field yeah. next to a metal bollard no mm. no big no no move away back away from the bollards um so but but it's it's great to be able to sort of talk to people in that way and yeah. boss people about sometimes it's kind of tripping fun uh what else am i doing uh sea games end of the year mm, yes that should be fun yeah which uh, is not too far away anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'm actually quite excited to watch it this year because they have a, a new sport obstacle course racing oh yeah oh uh, i thought you were gonna go on the whole esports thing oh, oh like, do they have esports as well yeah, yeah they do yeah. are you gonna be commentating any esports <laughs> i will not be commentating <laughs> or reporting on them um well i mean obviously we're gonna be following all our team singapore yeah. Athletes, yeah. um, but but it's always fun, you know. Like especially now that I'm part of the Sport SG ambassadors as mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because I get to interact with a lot of the athletes yeah. who are also Sport SG ambassadors. So I get to know these guys on a more intimate level, yeah. and then to actually watch them. And I've seen them grow over the years anyway. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. to get to know them on a personal level as well, it, it brings a whole new level of I feel what I can bring to the table when we're reporting. Mm-hmm. Because even when we're doing all these interviews, it's it's no longer and journalist interviewing a, a winner. It's a friend talking to another friend yes. and yes. getting experiences. And I think that it's the sort of conversation that I enjoy having with Joe with mm. Joseph Schooling, right? Like mm. because I've known him for so long, okay. then like to have that level of interaction and communication sort of you're able to bring something a little bit more to yeah, that so that sure. you can you can get a little bit more which I enjoy because you got that, that rapport already yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly mm-hmm. the fact that she just dropped Joe I'm like who yeah, Joe yeah. Yeah. oh Joseph Schooling oh that guy right okay like not know Mr. Young who Joe is well you know <laughs> Well, like, but it, but it was super cool. Like when we did um, the One FC um, mm. conference, yeah, and there was Joe and Michael Phelps. Oh, jeez. And we were doing like a fireside chat with these two, right, and right, like right. incredible, right? So, yeah. and this is the first time I've met Michael Phelps, and mm. so I was a little bit starstruck, obviously, because he's course, yeah. he is an absolute goat. Yeah, how was he? And he was lovely. Mm-hmm. lovely. Like at yeah. first, like the the first, the, he is <laughs> sorry, I had a like fangirl moment <laughs> kind of thing, the... a little bit. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, he's tall. Like mm. I, standing next to the both of them, I was on I was in heels yeah. and I still felt very <laughs> tiny. Um, he's like half the pool length anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you know. Like one pool. <laughs> he's too tall. His feet. Tall. Yeah. <laughs> flippers. Yes, flippers. Yeah. That's why yeah. he's so good in the See? pool. Feet. There you go. <laughs> um, no, but just sort of because they've known each other and they've had that history, mm-hmm. and then. I'd first gone in and spoken to Michael and I was like, okay, so I'm going to be doing the fireside chat later. And obviously his security's there, his manager's there, so he's a little bit standoffish. But then when he realizes that I've got a good relationship with Joe, Mm. then it became a lot more casual and then we were talking a lot more intimately. And then Mm -hmm. Joe gets up on stage and starts flossing and he's just like, (laughs) what What just happened? (laughs) That's hilarious. So do you think that is the secret to being a good sports uh, person, journalist, sportscaster, is to actually have that relationship with these athletes so that when you do talk to them they open up they aren't like you know reserved they I think share more yeah I think mm-hmm. I think it definitely helps mm. um, there will always be the athletes that don't open up yeah. like Kimi Raikkonen okay, mm. okay. Um, he's, he's not going to open <laughs> no. up to anyone right. yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 I feel that especially with our younger athletes mm-hmm. they feel a lot more comfortable if they're mm. talking to a familiar face right right and, and they feel that they can trust you a little bit more right you know you're not yeah. going to throw them yeah. off mm-hmm. you're not going to put them on the spot and make <laughs> them look bad right yeah, yeah, yeah. no one wants well, no you never want to make them look bad sure. you want to sure. make them feel comfortable and you want to get the response that you need do you come across like and I mean they're athletes so we don't expect them to be able to you know uh, talk about things in a very professional way like like I guess we do in a way, mm. right? So I would say I completely expect that. Yeah. I think part and parcel now of being an athlete is to be able to stand up and represent yourself and mm. your sport. Do you think locally that our guys and gals have that in them? I think they're getting there. Okay. I think they're getting the appropriate mm. guidance okay. and training to be a little bit better at doing that. Yeah. I feel that some of them are still very young. Mm-hmm. There's, there's still a way to go. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we learn, right? I yeah. mean... You, you can't just learn it overnight. Sure. We didn't. We didn't hone our craft overnight. Exactly. It's taken lots of years. And for the for them, same thing. Mm. And they've got to focus on their professional sport at the same time. Right. But 
the way forward for sports is to make sure that you get sponsorships. And how do you make sure you get sponsorships? By being in the media, by mm. getting coverage, by standing up and being able to talk or being able to pose for a camera. You know, like you have to represent the brands that are going to pay to yep. get you up there and to support your journey. You've done so many things, Kelly. You're a sports ambassador. You're a sport presenter. Mm. You're a mother. You're a wife. Mm. Anything else that's on the list that you want to check off? Um, <laughs> well, there's lots more that I really want to do in the fitness sphere. Mm. Um, my biggest belief is that fitness should be for everybody. Mm. Right. And I f still feel that the fitness scene in Singapore is still driven by money such mm. that the people who need it the most don't get it. Yeah. Mm. I've always said this. I say it every time we talk about sports and fitness in schools. I don't think there's enough of an emphasis on it. Well, certainly in my time when PE was literally just, okay, you all go out there and play basketball. You all go and play football. You all yeah. run three laps ah. of the field. Yeah. And then you come back, here's the shuttlecock, here's uh, the uh, racket, yeah. then you play. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that was my PE. That was my sports education. And that's why I was never sort of a physical, uh, physically inclined person, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Why are you, why are you <laughs> giggling like that? Because <laughs> okay. I remember how you used to look when I okay. first met you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there you go, you see, you see? Yeah. So And how you've changed. Well, you are half you. the man you used to be. Yeah. There were two of you before, Mr. I Young. I mean, come on. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the right teachers. Yeah. The right people who will motivate you to mm -hmm. not just do it because you are forced, to, oh, okay, you have to go and run uh, 2.4, you have to do this, right? Yeah. But to make it fun, you're like learning a craft, learning different things. And along the way, you realize, holy moly, like having a proper understanding and control of the muscles and your body makes you feel better. I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on that in schools instead of just... I don't know how it is now, obviously. I don't have a kid. Right. So I don't mm -hmm. know um, what, what the situation is. But I feel like, yeah, we need to... To actually educate them as opposed to just making them do stuff yeah. for 35 minutes. Yeah. Right. right. Mm -hmm. No, I also feel like PE should be more of a fitness class. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, so you should learn about the sports as you go along, but you should learn about the fitness behind the sports as yeah. well. Yeah, like why or how you're doing, is it wrong? Why is it wrong? Yep. Like, you know, why are you doing a push-up like that and not like, you know, some other way? Correct, because mm -hmm. you, you look at the form of people, like mm. you clearly have not been taught how to do, how to hold a plank yeah. properly, yeah. for mm. example. Exactly. But I feel like that begins now. So even with Sienna at, the, at this point, point like mm. she'll she'll get down and she'll, I do push-ups <laughs> I do pull-ups <laughs> and, and we've got photos of her like wanting to do pull-ups you yeah, know yeah. and that's because she sees us do oh. it yeah yeah of course um, and she wants to try mm. and but it, but it starts if it can't start from home because the parents aren't home because of work-life balance yep. then it has to start in the schools mm. and a simple thing could be just to change the curriculum yeah mm -hmm. you know like yes you need to learn your sports but you need to learn your fundamentals first mm. and i feel that that like you said that is sorely lacking calisthenics yeah i feel like you that always should say be, that yeah, it always I, comes I always back do. to that yeah only because i started calisthenics when right. i was like late 30s i was like why wasn't i taught this yeah. in school and right. you always say he always says i wish i knew this earlier yeah like why why didn't i yeah. just learn it earlier and i'm only learning it yeah. in my late like 30s your yeah. fundamentals so yeah. that when you do do other sports branch out the football basketball taekwondo mma whatever it is mm -hmm. it actually helps in yeah. all those areas correct it's like the foundation of how your body moves for goodness sakes how, how this meat <laughs> machine works right <laughs> meat machine. Okay. i mean that's wow that's yeah. what we are meat <laughs> machine. Know, right? bag of meat I sorry, that's one for the books. I haven't heard that one before. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ke Kelly, what does success mean to you? Success is when you are happy. Mm. Perhaps I'm an athlete, and you, you've seen many of them come and go, obviously. You've talked to a lot of them. Um, I, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know if this is for me or that is for me. If you had a piece of advice, what would you tell them? I would tell them that you need to figure out what you want to be in 15 years time because people tend to think of what they want to do now mm -hmm. but what do you want to do in the future but like what if i if, don't know what i want to if do if no in the holds barred then you follow what you enjoy doing mm -hmm. and try to match that with what you are good at doing so for me back when i was 15 i didn't know what i wanted to do and my results were lacking and mm. all sorts right and then my parents sort of brought it back as to say, okay, what are you good at? Okay, great. You like media-ish, right? Okay. 
You like presenting and talking ish, okay? So, <laughs> what will it take to get you there? Yeah, and then you have to do the backtrack. So then I was like, okay, in order to be in the media I, and to check boxes for my parents, I need to get a degree. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do I want a degree in? Let's do something that's useful towards what I want to attain, which is okay, media. So I'll get a media degree. What do I need to get into that course? I need a diploma in this, uh, in a diploma in mass comm. Okay, what points do I need to get a diploma in mass comm? And which poly do I want to get to? Then I worked out sort of backtracking from there. And that was how I found out, okay, so now I need to get an A3, <laughs> an A2 minimum in math. Okay, fine. Her, her face just sank. I know. Uh, okay, so <laughs> now, I, now, now, now I'm not a math person. Yeah. So, but like, same thing. Like, um, I have a friend who was a professional athlete. Mm. She was also in the media and she was trying to decide which way to follow. Like right. she'd done coaching before mm. and, but she liked the whole media side of things. And for a while, she tried to move away from the sport, which had sort of formed so much of her. Yeah. But one thing that I told her was, you you can't deny the part of you that is created who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, you may not enjoy doing that anymore, Mm -hmm. but you cannot ignore that because Mm -hmm. that is the foundation of who you are. And you did love that. Mm -hmm. And you still do love that. So how can you incorporate that into the future to carve out something that you want to do? So even when it came to me deciding what I want to do, like I always knew that in future I wanted to be a mother. Right. And to be a mother, I needed to have time to spend with my kid. To have time to spend with my kid, I needed a job that had flexible working hours. Mm. What sorts of jobs afford me flexible working mm. hours? Freelance life. Yeah. What can I do as a freelancer? I can be an MC. Mm. You know? so, but, but that was me thinking when I was 16 that I knew I wanted to be a mother. But did it ever scare you? Because the freelance life, you you know, for a lot of us, we grew up, oh, you need a nine to six job. Yeah. You know, pay is uh, constant, um, stable. Freelance life. Uncertainty. Uncertainty. Yeah. There's a lot of that mm-hmm. hanging above you, right? Yeah. Agree. How did you get I over agree. that? A firm belief that with hard work, I could be... I don't want to say the best because then it sounds like super like... <laughs> Pat yourself on the like, back. Well, the best I'm that the you best. could be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously. Like, t- to me, it's like if you work hard enough, people will notice you. Mm. Um, I don't think I, I... I mean, there's definitely still more work that I could do, but am I happy with what I'm doing at the moment and the work that I'm putting out there? And do people like the work that I do? Yes. But that's all because I've put in hard work. So mm. if you are uncertain about the freelance life, then you're leaving room to say that you are not the best in your craft. Mm. So go be the best. Okay. Like, don't leave room for error. Like, what's what's stopping you from being the best? Go work out what are your limiting beliefs and then smash through them. Like, if you feel that you can't be the best photo editor, then go take another course. Yep. If you feel like you sort of aren't getting enough work in videography, then go take another course. Go and be an apprentice. I started working the day after I finished my O-levels. Whilst wow. everyone else was off enjoying <laughs> themselves, I went and got an internship at a PR company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for six months before I went into poly. And those six months taught me so much about the media the, the media industry in, industry in Singapore, about ITPR, about PR in general, and the fact that I never wanted to do it. <laughs> That's I, was, I was just like, but it was great because yeah. otherwise I would have gone through poly thinking that I yep, that's wanted to do, to do PR. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I read the books and I was like, yes, it mm. makes sense. Right. But then I actually did it and I went, no, I never <laughs> want to do that again. Lesson learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like people are so afraid to try because they're so afraid of the what ifs. Mm-hmm. But what if you could be someone great? Mm. What if, if you applied yourself, you became the best at your craft? But you don't know until you try. And if you fail, okay, then you dust yourself off and then you try again, try again. Try again. <laughs> try again. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, throw back to Aaliyah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah that's right. Rest yeah. in peace. But, yes. but like, honestly, like that was one of the key driving songs of my youth when oh. I was sort of like, it was, when did, when did she go? It was... Mm, 2001, 2000? Or was, oh. no, that was when the song came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went shortly after that, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So that, that song for me was just like, yeah, just just keep oh. at it. Just well, keep I'm hustling. Go home and listen to that song. I, well, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a it's good a, song. It's a very good song, yeah. and mm-hmm. I like it because a it doesn't have like a 
truckload of profanities in it. <laughs> and, true, and true. B, it's mm-hmm. just uplifting and inspiring and just tells you to go hustle. Mm. Motivating. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you don't have to shout about how hard you're hustling at work. Just, yeah. just knuckle down and do it. Mm-hmm. If you have heart, then everything will follow. Because if you truly believe in what you're doing and if you truly believe that you are giving it your all, people will recognize that. Definitely. It'll show. Yeah. It will show. You can't it hide will. that yeah. for sure. You can't yeah. you can't hide passion, hard work and dedication. Mm. That's why I can't stand some people sometimes, oh I did this, I did this is like shut up. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. who cares? And then you know, because if you really truly work hard, people are bound to see it. Yeah. yeah. You know? So you don't have to announce it every time. Yeah, let your actions Oy. speak for themselves yeah. exactly. without you having to shout it from the rooftop. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like there's so much that you can do to step up and yes not everything will be paid and yes there will be that uncertainty of mm-hmm. like maybe I'm not providing enough money but it will come and will be a day when you are the top of your craft I like that I love it yeah. Kelly we're almost at the one hour mark yeah. wow so yeah that has nice. been it has been quite the conversation <laughs> thing no no no, no, no. It's, <laughs> sorry for no. <laughs> no no it's great when you know we can sit down and mm-hmm. have a proper conversation like we always talk about um, you know we've been doing radio for so long yeah and a lot of radio is oh quick one minute talk breaks and you're back to the music right I feel like you don't really get to know people that mm-hmm. way and that's why we started this podcast in the first place we want to get to know these people people like yourself yeah. with wonderful sh- stories to share hopefully along the way we inspire some people. I mean, I don't want to be so arrogant as to say, oh, we're going to inspire you, but you yeah. know. So when do we find out about you guys? Oh, I don't know. I'll go on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somebody else, start a podcast so we can go on it. Okay. All I, right. think, I think we need to know who you guys are. Like, I think so many people have listened to you guys for so many years now. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen you change right. over the years, but right. like what's instigated all of your change? I would love to know. You've been so, through so much, Jackie. Like, I, lo- I love to know your story and everything that's mm. gone on through all of that. Like, there's, there's so much. <laughs> you, you bring in people to talk to you guys, but I feel like we need to actually find out about you guys. Maybe because I think we want to know more about you yeah. than people want to know about us. So. That's what you think. <laughs> that's what you think. But I, so, so call me back again and then okay. let me reverse no, the sure, tables you and, then, and then let's, let's talk about it the other way around. Let's do oh, that. God, that'll yeah. be three hours, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Especially if we were together in the same episode. We'll, we'll break it up. We'll oh, yeah. We should Ooh. probably do that. <laughs> Kelly Latimer, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Ah, you know, I always come out of these conversations energized, inspired. I feel enlightened. I do. Yes. So indeed. enlightened, your accent changed. How wonderful. Yes. Yes. Very much it. so. And you know what? If you enjoy it as much as we do, hey, do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five star, preferred, of course. Uh, but more importantly, help us spread the word. All right. Help yeah. us grow this. We want to talk to more people. Let us know who you want us to talk to as well. First of all, tell your friends and family about yeah. this podcast. Oh, for the love of life how to download it how to listen to it on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts from and if you'd like to drop a note and say hi to us we're on Facebook Mr. Young and Jackie that's M-I-S-T-E-R-Y-O-U-N-G and J-A-C-Q-U-I till next next week because we do this once every two weeks next next week yes we're bi like that (laughs) bi-weekly that is (laughs) bi-weekly Yeah. Oh, for the love of life.